What up, folks? It's September 29th. It's a Tuesday. And it's we're into week four. Week four, Waiver Wire. One of my favorite episodes to do. Ooh, baby. I think it's a fitting intro song. Alright, so we're going to get ready to do it. We're going to start off with some news and notes. Then we're going to get into your waiver claims for this week. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. Got an Instagram page now, Facebook. And uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts. I don't know if it's called that or if it's called iTunes, whatever it's called. Whatever that little app is on your iPhone. Search us on there and then hit the subscribe button so um, all the episodes will pop up as soon as I throw them down here. Okay, for your news and notes, this is big. We're into some um, COVID talk. We've kind of been waiting for this, I guess. I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but the Titans have had three new players test positive for COVID-19 and five staff members. So they played the Vikings this weekend. The Vikings have had no positive tests currently, but I think I'm gonna look into this more. I'm gonna hit the pause button. Um, but right now, from this is that was originally posted six hours ago when I was at work, and this is something we really gotta keep an eye on because I think they've shut down the Texts or sorry the Titans um, practice facilities and all that kind of sports activity until Saturday. So they're not even allowed to practice or hang out as a team, and those games could be in question. And I believe they play the Steelers. So yes, Titans play Steelers. Both like we should be really worried about both those players. So if you have Steelers players or Titans players, be prepared for them to be out of your lineup this week. Um, <clears throat> I just looked into it, and NFL wants Titans Steelers to uh, play scheduled, but they may move to Monday. So um, Titans and Vikings both close their facilities after the Tennessee COVID test. So. Uh, the Vikings are just keeping things safe, but they it sounds like they're not going to practice at all this week either, so this is kind of a big deal here, folks. The NFL wants to and intends to play the matchup between the Tennessee Titans and Pittsburgh Steelers as scheduled. Despite three Tennessee players and five team personnel members testing positive for COVID-19, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. The contingency plan set in place for when something like this happens is to move the game to Monday. So I don't really see how like Sunday versus Monday matters, but this is something to keep an eye on. Um, I guess Commissioner Roger Goodell sent out a league-wide memo on Tuesday urging all 32 teams to remain diligent and follow all health and safety protocols following Tennessee's outbreak. So <clears throat> I think NFL has done a pretty good job so far of the cold COVID thing. We've kind of been waiting for this to happen. Um, So let's see how this plays out and really keep an eye on this situation because, you know, this will kind of show us how it's going to play out in the future for all other teams. Um, But I don't want to jump to conclusions here, folks, but I would kind of like I always like to be prepared is the way I play fantasy. And I could see potential, especially the Titans. So if the Titans don't play, like the Titans can't play, that means the Steelers can't play. You know what I mean? So, um I would. I'm not as worried for the Vikings. I don't know why I think that. It just you know it seems like there's no no one has received. Like, 
tested positive yet from that game. Um, but the the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers game seems like it's up in the air right now. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of like the reason I started this podcast this season. I um, obviously have a lot more time on my hands. I'm just chilling out. Far from podcast. But I had a feeling that once things start really hitting, like it's going to be quite a, quite a bit like a busy news um, season for NFL. So I'm really going to kind of build off of that. My bread and butter is going to be news updates every day. So, like, Wednesday will be practice report. Tuesday will be waiver wire. Um, Monday will be kind of, like, recap after Sunday. But every episode will have a news and notes in the, at the start. So just stay tuned. Tell your friends about me. And um, keep tuned in because this is the season to pay attention. The, like This is going to be the craziest fantasy season we've ever seen. So if you have the lag up on your opponents and you know someone's out, you can snipe someone else on the wire. Keep tuned in for that info, folks. All right. Besides all the COVID talk, Gruden concerned about Ruggs' hamstring injury. So he sounds like he's out for a while. Keep your eye on Henter Renfro. I like him as a pickup. Um, 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, Jordan Reed, knee sprain. He's sent to the short-term IR. So, Jordan Reed can't stay healthy. Not surprised. Um, this is brutal. Uh, Chargers cornerback Chris Harris Jr. suffered a foot injury. And the team's lost to the Panthers. It's supposed to keep him up for six weeks. So, that was a big pickup for him, and he's out. Another thing I'm hating on here is Godwin. Chris Godwin hamstring, his report came out today, could miss multiple games. So that's terrible. And it's kind of a lingering injury that he had last season, at the end of last season. So like this seems to me that this report is true, and he definitely will be out again this week. New report on uh, Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard. He has a very small fracture in his ankle that won't require surgery, but I foresee him being, you know, I don't know if they sent him to short-term IR yet, but in a couple weeks he'll be out for sure. Broncos are expected to start Brett Rippon at quarterback for Thursday night's game. Um, that puts Jeff Driscoll on the bench. I really thought um, Blake Boros was going to go this week for them, but I think with the quick turnaround... And with, you know, the whole country, world watching the Thursday night battle, um, they decided to go with Rippin again. But, um, I mean, it's the Jets, right? I think I would have probably thrown Blake the snake in there and see what happens. But Rippin is a go for the Broncos. There was just another report an hour ago from Schefter. Titan Steelers game could be moved to Monday. So... Usually when I see a couple of reports saying the same thing, I kind of have a vibe that the Steelers game is going to get moved to Monday. So Steelers-Titans, I guess that's a good thing. It's better than um, us losing the game. Um, and last but not least, Philip Lindsay Toe um, estimated as limited. So it sounds like he could go this week, and he might be a sneaky little star against the, the Jets. If maybe someone dropped him or is frustrated with him and you are completely screwed at running back, you could probably do worse. Bow, bow, bow. I need to make some music for stuff, but bow, bow, bow is going to be um, waiver sand. So it's waiver wire. I'm going to start with wide receivers this week. Um, I'm going to start with my number one work down. 
I'm going to try to just figure this out as we go, folks. But my number one waiver ad at wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. We got to keep an eye on that whole COVID report, right? But he, and he actually, he ha- he was on the COVID reserve. He, was, he already had COVID. So it's like, this is why it's more intriguing to me, actually, because he's been playing kind of catch up. So, I mean, first couple weeks, you know, you can see he blows up this week. I think he's just like, there's no preseason, plus he was at, there's no camp for him. Um, I brought up last episode, he's their first round pick in that Diggs trade. So, um, they kind of need him to get going. And there's a lot of pressure on Justin Jefferson. And he delivered this week. He had 175 yards and a touchdown. So, he looked great. Um, I feel like the Vikings are in a position where they have to throw this year as much as they want to be like smash the ball, Dalvin Cook. Justin Jefferson could be in store for a lot of work um, a lot of great games. So Justin Jefferson is definitely my number one. I think what I'll do is I'll, I'll, go, I'll go through my wide receivers, then my running backs, then my tight ends. And then I will pri- prioritize them. So I think Justin Jefferson will be my number one of all. But you know, I mean, maybe there'll be a running back in number two. So I'm just gonna do a, a list right now of all wide receivers, and we're gonna go back to a prioritized list after. My number two wide receiver. Well, just in case, actually, I just want to bring one more thing up. If Al Lazard or Marcus Valdez Scantling are still around by chance, I would scoop both of them up. My number two receiver on the week for priority waiver wire ads is T Higgins. Of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I was really stoked when I read that article that him and Burrow were um, practicing all preseason before they even knew where they were going to get drafted to. So um, I love the chemistry with them. He looked great. Um, AJ Green is pissing me off. I own him in every league. And um, I think we can see maybe a changing of the guard here. He caught two touchdowns against Philly. And led the team in snaps. So it's like it's the numbers are there. My number third wide receiver is Ashlon Jeffrey. He should be back this week, which people don't realize. So I think he's going to be a nice safety blanket for Carson Wentz. If he's floating around your wire, pick him up. My number four waiver wire ad for wide receiver is Brendan Ayuk. I mentioned him last week. Um, he's a first rounder who also made his impression on week three. Um, he hauled in five passes for 70 yards while gaining another 31 yards and a touchdown on the ground. So if Kittle's back, we got to keep it on the injury report, which I'll update every week or every day this week. But um, he could be the lead dog in this, in this uh, backfield and wide receiver core. My number five pickup would be Nikhil Harry. I've been talking him up a couple weeks, but I'm still waiting for him to break out. He's more of a stash for me, but Nikhil Harry would be a great pickup. And I'm going to give a kind of consideration pick for LaVisca Chenault. I'm waiting for those guys to kind of break out here. So keep an eye on those guys and make a priority ad if you need him, if you need someone at wide receiver. All right, tight ends. I can't believe this. But my number one tight end grab. If you're if you had you know Dallas Goddard go down, or if, if you're just not feeling your tight up matchups, um, Jimmy Graham is my number one pickup. He had two tight ends last or two tight ends. He had two touchdowns last week. 
and he had uh, 10 targets. So he was second. I mean, Al Robinson had 13 targets. He was second in team targets so with 10. Um, and he's got three three touchdowns in three games. So I like Jimmy Graham. Number two pickup for me at tight end would be Eric Ebron. I'm only saying this. Oh, that's another thing I need to mention. Chase Claypool would be an honorable mention for me for the wide receivers if Deontay Johnson doesn't go. And that's another reason why I'm bringing up Eric Ebron. Um, I just think there's more volume, more targets available with some injuries. So he's kind of like getting used to the offense. And he he scored a touchdown last week. So keep an eye out for Eric Ebron. I bring up Logan Thomas every week. He, he he soaks up about seven targets a week. Um, he hasn't really gone off for me. He's in my um, he's in my George Kittle replacement. But keep an eye for Logan Thomas. Um, you could do worse. And I gotta mention Moali Cox. Um, like I said last week, Doyle played and Moali Cox still caught a touchdown. He had a hundred yards week two, and he followed that up this week with fifty yards and a tutty. So. Molly Cox looks like he's here to stay. I just looked it up, and um, Michael Pittman Jr. is now injured. So Paris Campbell went down. Michael Pittman Jr. went down. There's just going to be a lot of extra targets for Molly Cox to soak up. My last pickup at tight end would be Dalton Schultz of the Dallas Cowboys. I can see like I can see anyone making the argument for any of these guys to be ahead of another one. Um, so if you feel Dalton Schultz more than uh, Jimmy Graham, I can see him being number one on the list. There's no one really standing out to me this week, so I'm just mentioning all these guys. That's probably the order I would put them in, but I could easily see it kind of be tossy turvy there. All right, so the main event here, running backs. My number one running back is Carlos Hyde. Um, I know I've kind of talked about Chris Carson being injured. I've kind of been waiting on reports. And I left this out of the news, I think. But um, it sounds like the Max, he, he could miss a week or two. And there's been other reports where he could just be fine. So I'm just going to go ahead. I, I'm good at making calls like this. I'm not sure why I'm good at making injury calls. But I'm going to go ahead and say he misses one week. But I haven't, like I said, I haven't really been feeling Carson. He was banged up preseason. He's been kind of just getting back into the rhythm of things. Um, Carlos Hyde. I've always liked Carlos Hyde. A lot of people don't like him. Whatever. If he's a lead dog, I know Russ is cooking, but Carlos Hyde would be my number one pickup this week. Number two, Jeffrey Wilson Jr. I talked about him last week. I said pick him up, stash him. He didn't go off until the fourth quarter. He did have two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. He only had 12 touches. And I think they all pretty much came in the fourth quarter, so... Um, this is only dependent on if McKinnon's out. And like I said, we'll keep an eye on him throughout the week. But uh, 49ers are decimated. So uh, Jeffrey Wilson could be a great pickup. My number three on the running backs list is Miles Gaskin. I brought him up a couple weeks ago. We we got to see him kind of break out in threes. And he had 27 touches. Usually like, I'm a volume guy. I got to follow the volume. Um, it's hard to leave a guy like that on the wire or on your bench if he's going to get that much work. So we'd like to see a couple more touchdowns go for him. But Miles Gaskin, if you're in, if you're in a situation where you lost a couple of key players, key running backs, Miles Gaskin is a great guy to plug and play. Next on my list, I'm um, pretty excited about this guy. Um, let's roll him out here. Running back for the Atlanta Falcons, Brian Hill. 
I think Brian Hill's running better than Todd Gurley. And I know management can't really just kind of give up on a guy. And I've been kind of hating on Todd Gurley this whole podcast. But I would think you should pick up Brian Hill and stash him. I think he could become the lead dog in this Atlanta Falcon offense. So remember that, folks. You heard it here first. I'm going to give an honorable mention here um, to Frank Gore. He is the lead dog of the Jets. The Jets are terrible. Um, I just like, well, you know, if I talk about volume and gas, can I got to talk about Frank Gore? So keep him in mind. If you need a spot start, Frank Gore is your guy. Also, I think Daryl Williams is only 15% ro- rostered at all leagues, but I feel like he should be owned in all leagues. So uh, Daryl Williams, a big run, Kansas City running back. He's running behind Clyde. Keep an eye on Daryl Williams. All right, I got new quarterbacks for my flex or my double flex, double quarterback um, leaguers. I'm in one. It's great. So I just pretty much just like I talk about players that are rostered under 60% of the league. So people are wondering. I should have mentioned that earlier. So my number one guy that's kind of raised up is Ryan Fitzpatrick would be number one. Um, number two on my list would be Nick Foles. He's now the starter for the Bears going forward. He's got a big old dick on him. Big dick Nick. So... Pretty much every week, I'm going to mention two quarterbacks. I mentioned two last week, and those are my two for this week. So they're going to be like two quarterback streamers, two guys you can just throw in in a pinch and play. I'm just going to jump back real quick to running backs. So there's something I forgot to mention, but I think Rex Burkhead is going to be on a lot of people's like lists, waiver wire pickups. Um, I think it's kind of fool's gold. I know he had a great game. Don't chase the points. Um... I want, why I'm bringing this up is I think the play here is Damian Harris. I think he's coming off um, injured reserve this week or next. And uh, there's kind of a lot of reports at a camp that he was actually the lead dog there. So if you're going to go pick up Rex, you know, James White's coming back after the crazy family thing that happened. Sonny Michelle's going to like ran 117 yards or something. Um, I think the best play there, instead of getting a piece of that pie, I think the high upside play here is Damian Harris could take over. Like, I mean, if Sony was going to take over, who would have taken over? If, you know, Burkhead would have taken like, we haven't really, like, the three guys have been ro- rotating in and no one's done anything. So I feel like we've seen what we can get with those three. But I think the unknown to me, and this is how I like to do waivers, especially the first four or five weeks. I kind of changed my style halfway through the week or halfway through the season. But right now, I kind of like to stash kind of like high upside players and hope they kind of break out. So I think Damian Harris is your play for any Patriots uh, running back at the moment. So keep that in mind, folks. And uh, last week, I think my number one defense was the Colts. I picked them up and streamed them. They got me like 26 points. Um, and just my my basic theory with that is I'm going to stream against the Jets. So my number one D this week will be the Denver Broncos. I don't know if this is risky, but you could also go the other way. Um, with Rippin starting for the Broncos, you could go Jets deep. Another word D I really like this week is the Rams D versus the Giants. Um, Daniel Jones does not look good. 
He doesn't look comfortable. He's throwing interceptions, and he's also fumbling a lot. He's got a fumble problem. So I like the Rams, and they have Washington the week after, which I kind of like to look, you know, three or four matches down the line. Um, Cowboys at Cleveland could be a good pickup. Um, Cardinals at Carolina Panthers. And Seahawks at Miami. All right, thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for checking out the waiver wire. Good luck. Um, I didn't really, t- I kind of went through my list quickly. It's not a great um, week for the waiver wire. I wouldn't spend up. If I was in a fab league, I didn't really talk about um, fab. I think my highest guy I would spend would be on Jefferson and then Hyde and then Jeffrey Wilson, but I wouldn't spend over 20% this week. Um, we got a couple more weeks to go for another big boy to go down and give you tons of kind of um, opportunity to play that player. So I'm still kind of like I'm being cheap with a fat in my fab league. If you have number one waiver priority, I don't see anyone really worth it. If you need a wide receiver, I would spend my number one waiver priority on Justin Jefferson. Or if I really needed running back, I would go, especially just for like a one week start. I would probably burn my my waiver priority on a Gaskin or a Hyde. I think um, Jeffrey Wilson's more of a gamble, but um, that's that's that, folks. Thanks for sticking with me. I feel a little under the weather today, so I'm just gonna keep it short. Um, we got some kind of new segments planned for the rest of the week. Um, we're just gonna do uh, news and notes tomorrow with our first kind of injury report. And we're going to follow up with the COVID news. Hopefully there's more information on the Titans. And Thursday, we'll have Jaker on to go over his new picks. He went three for four last week. And he should have gone four for four if it wasn't for that uh, flag in the Bills game, which is kind of funny to think about. This was a big week for us. It was our first week doing picks. So um, would have been nice to have four for four on our first week doing picks. But it's kind of funny that there's a little uh, controversy there. So we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of that on Thursday. Thanks for sticking with me, folks. Good luck with your waiver wire. Make sure to like us and subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, and iTunes, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts. This is your host, Joel Dixon, and you've been listening to Dix Picks Fantasy Football Podcasts.